So just wanted to share with you, uh, my wife shared with me a, uh, a uh, revelation that the Holy Spirit gave her about where the direction of this ministry was going and we were headed. Let me tell you the importance of it as well as the seriousness of it because we're getting ready to kind of push this button and start growing the church on purpose, uh, violently. Um, I mean, overwhelmingly. And so uh, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> in such a way where you end up with results and you have to seek the Lord about what to do about the results. You know, Bishop Oyedipo, Bishop Oyedipo, who I'm going to visit, when he, when the, uh, when the, he started the ministry, the devil had put a weapon around his church. He was not growing one inch, so he did a fast, and the Holy Spirit opened his eyes, and 12 o'clock in the middle, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, he told him, walk down the road. Some of you know the story. He turned back around, and he said, in 12 o'clock in the afternoon, without a cloud in the sky, he said there was a black fog and mist around his entire church building. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit told me, he said, that is the weapon that the dark side is using to get people to misinterpret what you are doing as well as not see what you are doing. So he said he spoke to it. He watched that thing roll away. He said the same way that you would roll up a carpet. He said it rolled away and then it just moved up and then it just disappeared. And then uh, that next year he went from something to 3,000 and then 3,000 to 10,000. And the next year, 10,000 to 19,000. Next year he went from... 19,000 to 29,000. How many know that's crazy? And so, uh, but you have to pay the price for that in the beginning. And then, uh, so, um, so I want to just share with you a couple of stories. Um, and these both happened to the same individual um, that I personally know. And um, uh, to kind of show you where we're going, you know, we've been doing these things, you know, again, this past Sunday. Um, um, uh, we ended up, um, well, I ended up preaching. My wife and four other people ended up doing a deliverance. And so the person was in the audience, and in the height of the worship, they felt that, um, that they were, the, the spirits had become too uncomfortable with the worship. They walked over next door and asked for something to be cast out, and that turned into almost an hour and a half of um, uh, violent casting out. To hear what these things say sometimes is unreal. And uh, in this particular case, this particular um, being took three grown, full, big, burly dudes to deal with this as my wife and uh, one of the ladies cast them out. And then um, and it's amazing you all to hear what they say when they constantly say, no, I'm not going. This is my home. This is my home. That's what it kept saying over and over again. It's my home. I'm not, you know. Um, and so. So just, you know, and, and so it was a very emotional experience. I wasn't there, but, you know, the gentleman and my wife, and the person was set free and has been a blessing, you know. And, and uh, you know, these things are increasing more and more. Um, they are going to increase more and more. And uh, let me tell you where some of it is coming from on tonight. So this gentleman, uh, he went to a, a particular state. He was called there to do some, uh, some music business. And when he went there, um, uh, long story short, he met with a particular gentleman who, you know, uh, took him up to his suite. Um, and long story short said, hey, we really flew you out here to do music for the dark side. Um, we have a little program where we go into the black communities and we, um, uh, we look for talent the same way that you would look for talent in a basketball game. You know, for next, the next level basketball player, yeah, scouts, yeah. And so, uh, so this person said that, what we do is we scout, we look for the fresh talent in the black community when it comes to the R&B, particularly the rappers. And, um, and what we do is we pull them in, we use their gift to make us money. Um, they usually are in poverty, um, many times uneducated. So $100,000 to them seems like 10 million. So we give them 100,000 so that we will keep the 10 million. So we want you to make the music for it. And so, um, and so, uh, because, you know, when, when you see these uh, singers out here and different things, even the movies, any of, you ever, any of you ever stayed after for the credits when you see a Marvel movie? And you're like, how many people does it take to make a movie? Well, it's a huge collaboration of the highest level of minds in order to pull that off. Same thing with the music. Usually, not, not for all singers, but for most singers, there's one person that actually creates the lyrics and another person that actually makes the music. And then they just give it to them and ask them to sing it. Most people don't know that. And so they say, we want you to make the music. And so um, during this situation, 
um, they said that we, you know, we have a particular type vehicle for you, so well of above 100,000. Uh, we have a particular place for you to live, which is very expensive. And we have a certain amount of money that we will give you if you just sign. This is before you even start. If you just sign. Of course, stick stack of paperwork. So the person was just like, no, that's not what I came out here for. And then the person was trying to push them a little bit. And then finally, they, the last statement was, okay, well, um, just think about it. You know, we'll give you a day to think about it. But it's one other thing, and that is, uh, just so you know, um, that we don't just sign an ink. We're going to have a ceremony. Um, and this is what was said. You know, ceremony, some people are going to come out in hoods. We're going to have a vase. You're going to have to cut your hand, put blood, boom, boom, boom. And so, uh, and the person said that, they said it was the equivalent of walking into hell and having a conversation with the devil. Would you like to be on my side? And so, uh, and so that individual said, no, nah, made the widest decision they could have ever made. And they said, no, nah, saya to the nara. I'm not going to hell over some foolishness. You know, how many know that's crazy? So uh, now the flip side is, you know, you might, you're not about to meet the Illuminati at the nightclub. Okay, so, you know, but that very, very, and I'm not saying it's the Illuminati. What I'm saying is, it is darkness that is manipulating. And, and watch this, taking the gifts of our young people, using, use, taking the gift, baptizing it into darkness by blood, and an anointing comes upon them to infuse the masses with the demonic. This is exactly what is going on, folk. Okay? So that was that one story. Second story. Okay? is that the same individual had a meeting and uh, um, without sharing too much of the business, um, this was pretty gonna be pretty much a really nice contract in regards to again, making music in the area of let's say movies, stuff like that, okay? So everything had been drawn up, everything had been signed, not just completely signed, but all parties agreed and this person, uh, they were supposed to meet at a studio in order to do the final paperwork and receive the first check so they changed the meeting, decided to have it at a uh, particular uh, restaurant that's connected to a hotel. So sat at the table, and, um, and they said, well, we're really excited about working with you. We're all in agreement with everything. All parties agree. We're here. Here's the check under one condition. And that is, the, and these are two African-American men in suits, look like corporate America. They said it's only one condition. You have to go upstairs and have sex with both of us. Hey. And so the person, you know, somebody say something like that, you know, these are heathens, so they got to be joking. You know what I'm saying? They got to be joking. So, you know, you're trying to laugh it off, and then you look and you see that they're not smiling. And so, uh, and so, so long story short, person said, y'all serious? Absolutely. So in other words, I can't get the contract if I don't do this one thing. Absolutely. So the person politely got it from the table. Saya to the Nara again. Okay, so now let's go back to both stories for a moment. Why is it necessary to pull gifted people into something? And in order for them to sign the contract, you have to sleep with two men or you have to sign in blood. Why is that? Because that is the empowerment. That is the sacrifice that is needed by the devil in order to empower. See, what happens is let's say that I have a musical gift. Okay. Well, Satan needs my gift, especially if it's strong. He needs that gift in order to um, pull the masses into hell. Remember, I told you about these teenagers getting these dreams, and the teenager said that the Lord would give them dreams. They were listening to these rappers, and the rappers were sending them to hell. Okay. Um, and so, and so, Rick Joyner saw this in a vision. The Lord said that that there would be an anointing. Uh, you know what I mean by anointing? A, an empowerment from hell that would be on one singer. And every person that would listen to him, they would all be baptized into the same mess that they had been baptized into by the inundation of listening to them. Okay. So as a result of that, you know, you have to ask, well, why is that? Because uh, that's what is needed. Blood is needed. Perversion is needed to empower that. And so when that person enters into that act, an actual empowerment from devil comes upon them. From the devil. It comes upon them and heightens their ability. And now watch this. They are qualified by the uh, by the masses to now pull you and let the because watch this. When they do that, a spirit comes upon them. And so now the individuals that listen to the individual now all are a partaker of that spirit by that one act. 
the same way that when I preach, all of you end up getting an impartation of what I preach. Understand what I'm saying? And so, and so now you have a you have the singers and the rappers and whoever else and the actors, whatever, who have all done these things and are now all baptized by the dark side with an empowerment. And so now when you look at them and you watch them and you listen to them and you follow them, what happens is, is that that spiritual nature that they have been baptized into begins to be downloaded on the inside of you and it opens you up really, really fast. And so as a result of that, we're in a dilemma now where you have, um, and people, somebody is gonna listen to this by media page, gonna think I'm a fool, by which you have millions of teenagers that are now um, oppressed and possessed by the unclean. Uh, that is the dangerous side of technology, is that now you used to have to have, you used to have to be in someone's presence to get this. Now you can be in their presence without being in their presence because now you brought their presence into your household. You brought their presence into your ear gate and your eye gate and now their presence is on the inside of you. And because what's on them is on the inside of you by right, you must be demon infested the way they are. And it's happening, don't even know it. And so, huh. so this is where we're headed. It's a great battle getting ready to ensue. Acts 5, 12 through 17. So I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me just reiterate myself, is that you cannot figure out Satan. He can only be exposed. You are not smarter than him. The only way for a moment you will be smarter than him is because of the Holy Ghost. He will reveal something to him, to you about him or them um, that you could not see by the physical eye. Sometimes... He won't reveal it. He'll just let, he'll just keep you uncomfortable. You know, some of the highest type ones are the ones that speak the truth out their mouth. Those are the ones that are difficult because they they're 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 liars, but they tell the truth to deceive you. Those are the ones that are difficult. They come in the door quoting more than scripture than even the Bible is allowing. I mean, they know everything about Jesus, the Holy Ghost. They can even prophesy and gifting. And in the midst of all of that, is it something? I'm telling my wife for the last few years, I've been watching this person on Facebook. Every, when I tell you everything that comes out of their mouth, everything that they say and do is legit. I just still feel nasty on the inside. So I don't trust you the same way I don't trust the devil. I don't care what's coming out of your mouth. Because the Bible says follow peace. Because even the devil quoted scripture to Jesus when he was seeking the Lord. Okay. So it's a very dangerous game. And, and the problem is, is that what we have now is a watered down religion. So the very individuals that are supposed to be able to see this and destroy this are themselves corrupted by it because they themselves are going to the concerts and listening to the music and being a partaker of it and saying it ain't that deep. Oh, no, it's very that deep. If you're trying to climb this mountain, carnal folk, look, the bottom of the mountain is for carnal folk. Y'all stay down here. Y'all can't climb. Because let me tell you something, there are some weapons on the top of this mountain that it'll kill you first because you unqualified to touch it. Some of them weapons that we, that we moving over into, these things, they only respect the clean. You must be pure. They must, when, when you walk up, if you don't look like Jesus, that thing is destroyed to kill. It's designed to kill anything. Mm, let me stop. No, I don't want to, you know it's called the yoke-destroying power of God. Burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. The anointing of God is only designed, and is very intelligent. That's why when that woman snuck up behind Jesus and said, the moment I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. The moment I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. That anointing is so intelligent, it has been pre-programmed and engineered and designed by God to respond to you if you fall in line. So that thing responded to her. And then Jesus turned around and said, who did that? He didn't even know. It proves you that Jesus didn't know everything. Everything he knew had to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, so keep that in mind. You know, it's, and so as a result of that, my wife was sharing this morning, afternoon, doesn't matter when she shared it, she shared it. Um, because the Holy Spirit was showing her, this is where we're going because these things are picking up. And, and more and more people um, are calling us. And um, yeah, I'll just read that and leave that alone. Acts 5, 12 through 17. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple 
in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no, this is very interesting, verse 13. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. That's going on with us right now. <laughs> they don't want to join us. They know that we operate, but they're like, no, we, we just let them do their thing because they. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. And as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. And the high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. Okay. So, because my wife and I were talking about, you know, for years, you all, for years, and this isn't blame on no one. I started Baptist, gave, moved over to Charismatic, Word of Faith, Circles, Pentecostal. And, and for years, it, it just baffled me. I'm like, how, why does it seem like in Scripture they did it so easy? But with us, it just seemed like it's so hard. You know what I'm saying? And that just baffled me. And the disciples watched Jesus for a couple of days, and these men were not born again. They weren't spirit-filled, didn't speak in tongues, didn't know the Bible because there was not one back then. And yet, could raise the dead just like Jesus. And so for all of these years until we started the church, I used to think, oh, you got to be on some deep level of thermometer degrees, Jesus. You got to be deep in the spirit. And, you know, there's an element to that. But now we're, now we're realizing that is that, for one, um, if you're not living right as a leader and it doesn't happen, then we don't know that. What happens is, is that many of the teachings and formulas that are being shared across the pulpit are things based on men that are not right. Because the Bible says you got to have clean hands and a pure heart. Well, there are a lot of people that it looks like they have clean hands, but you don't know their heart. The heart, the, the pure heart is the hardest part, folk, because that's where the pride is. That's where the arrogance is. OK, that's where the hatred is. That's where the unforgiveness is. So you might be able to say, praise the Lord, saints, and quote more than 30 million uh, scriptures in the Bible in a day. But we can't see the unforgiveness in your heart. And so God says you're unqualified and I can't give you power to heal like that because I can see what the other folk can see. And that is you unclean on the inside. And so since you're unclean, we'll hold the power back. And when we hold the power back, you then got to come up with philosophies on why it doesn't work. Because my wife and I said, well, how is it that when we we didn't know nothing about no dreams and visions? And then we started doing that. And it's just like and we still don't even study it half the time. We got to get better with that. And yet I can interpret so much stuff as ridiculous, you know, and then the inner healing and deliverance. We didn't know nothing about that when we first started. I know some, some terms and got a couple of things, but not what we're doing now. And how now every weekend we just the, the results that we are getting with that, you know, and then again. Okay, pretty much I dealt with a couple of demonic situations as a minister, but they were light. Nothing like we up in here doing every weekend. This was some lightweight stuff. One kind of got serious for a second, but but um, but it no, okay. And so just like demons coming out every weekend and we're not even trying. We're trying to go home. And I'm like, no, I need to be cast out, you know. <laughs> my favorite, my wife will tell you, the favorite ones, our favorite ones are the ones who say, All right, we go. You're gone while you're still talking, man. They, are, they do anything to deceive you, folk. You will tell them to shut up. No, you shut up. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. And everyone has a different personality. You don't become an expert at casting out demons. You become an expert at following the Holy Spirit. And in that situation, the whole, your awareness of the Holy Spirit goes from here to here. I mean, it's just crazy. Okay? So... So, so, so now, you know, we've restored a lot of things, but the, the next one that we're getting ready to now restore is the whole signs, wonders, miracles. And you've heard those prophecies, signs, wonders, and miracles, and creative stuff, where you pray for somebody and a tumor falls off on the floor. You got to clean it up with a vacuum cleaner, you know. I mean, just crazy stuff. Y'all, what's one thing about Jesus' ministry? It was very, very messy. So one of the reasons why we don't see the power of God, the power, the power of God does not work in the clean. It works in the dirty. Because the power of God is designed to make the dirty clean. 
So if you try to create an, we ain't talking about living right. If your atmosphere is too orderly and the spirit of God can't have his way, okay, we're going to go down the street then because we can't, we can't do nothing here. And we can't send, watch this, and we can't send anybody to get free here. Because if we do, y'all can't help them. This is the dilemma that God has with most churches. So we got to just warn you because a lot of things are going to happen that's really, really freaky in the future. And then one of the things that you're going to see is, is that many people from other churches are going to start bringing their sick and they're demon oppressed and possessed people here because it's, the, the word is already getting out. But we've been under the radar, but the radar apparently is losing its battery juice and starting to wane a little bit before we even done anything. Okay. And so, uh, so, you know, just, you know, pray, you know, continue to pray. And we have birthed something over the last, the last seven years. And, um, and so now these next seven is now a stepping into these things. So if the other ones begin to happen that way, you're getting ready to see the other ones this way. So as a result, many people are going to start bringing their people here from other churches off the street, their relatives, everything. You'd be surprised what we're dealing with already. And to be healed, to be delivered. I mean, two Sundays ago, it's a lady, you know, and she visited the church for the first time based on somebody. Uh, I want to mention her name, but the lady you, the, the lady you invited, and she was saying that she had a mother or somebody that was in a mental institution or something, and, and uh, she was a little concerned because I, on, the, on, the, on the Lionheart Church website, it says, these services be for the people that are members of Lionheart Church. I put that on there so everybody wouldn't drag me all over the city, all over the place. So she was under the impression that it was only for people. I said, no, we'll talk to the lady. And so as a result, folk, we will be teaching prophetic things, uh, teams of people for inner healing and deliverance. We're already doing that. Teams of people for casting out unclean spirits. These will have to be in the congregation. When something happens, we need a team. All right, go ahead and remove them. Some of them we'll do in here for demonstration. Other ones will we take out. I got to talk to the men in regards to being available to be able to handle situations. All of those things. This is Jesus' ministry. You wanted the book of Acts? Now you're getting ready to have it. And people are getting all scared and everything. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's too late now, dog. It's too late now. We out here. Okay, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a big uh, it's a big ball that's moving in the spirit, and so now this thing is moving, and you can't stop it. Don't, let me tell you something, y'all. Let me. You want, it's only it's there, at this point there are only two ways that we could stop this momentum. We would have to start operating in pride and on purpose, and we would have to stop praying on purpose. And it, but and if, if if you don't stop the prayer, it's just gonna keep pushing it. It's just gonna keep pushing it. Okay. So, so let me tell you where a lot of this stuff comes from, and then we'll get up out of here. I just have four scriptures for you. I just want to show you four scriptures that prove that spiritual things can attach themselves to music, clothes, animals, and people. Acts 19, 11 through 12. It says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or cloths or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. You know, see, you know what's scary? I used to read this. Hallelujah. This is power right here. But then when you actually start heading toward this and like, because um, we actually getting ready to do this, by the way. And so but this is showing you um, now. Some a couple of these examples I have for only four. A couple of them will be positive, um, and a couple of them will be negative. But the the law of opposites is true. So whatever you see on the positive side, I don't want you to really see positive or negative. I want you to see spiritual, and that spiritual things um, are created in such a way to have attachments to physical things. So much so, this man praying now. This part of this was his humility, his praying in tongues, his power, faith, all that. But but I want you to think about this, where they take a towel and all it's all it did was it just happened to brush past the man of God. And then you go place that towel on somebody else and they instantly get healed of whatever disease they got and whatever unclean spirits are in them come out. Now, you start walking in that. How many know it's a bunch of folk coming? Okay, but I want you to understand, though, so that's how many know. That's powerful. That's insane. We're going to walk in that. It also lets you know that you need to be careful where you go. Because if it's true on that side, it's true on the other side. 
This is the reason why it's not safe for you to go to the club. Well, I ain't drinking and I ain't smoking and I ain't dancing. Yeah, but you're in the atmosphere with the other side of the anointing. And you come home with stuff and to stay in your clothes. That's how serious it is, folks. Talk to a lady. She, she's a member here and she, she was just at the park when they were having a gay parade. She didn't even know they was having it, having it. She was just out there and that's not even where they were. And she said she went home when she found out that they were coming out there and she said she went home and went home with something. Because it's spiritual. Spiritual attachment. Let me say something about the spiritual. The spiritual is always looking for a physical attachment. It is always looking. The Holy Ghost is always trying to get on the inside of you. Demons always trying to get on the inside of you. Angels always trying to influence you. The anointing is always looking for something it can destroy. And the dark side is always looking for something that it can destroy. And you see this right here. That is an amazing. We haven't even got over into the side where it says that Peter's shadow was healing folk. Now, this is the deep part. The Bible says that was the start. We walking in the end. So some of the stuff that you're about to see us operate in, you know, and now you bring it up to church leaders and like, oh, no, brother, that passed out. No, it didn't. No, it was, it, well, we're going to resurrect it then. And so it's crazy because we're already starting to operate in the element of this. You all, I can't. I mean, some of the testimonies that we're getting where we hug people and they say something left them. We shake their hand. Something left them. Because, see, what happens is if when you keep practicing this, it eventually becomes your unconscious state of mind. It just becomes normal for you to walk in this because this is a dimension, because these are the weapons that are given to a church that climbs that mountain. And I didn't realize how effective that teaching last Wednesday would be talking about the mountain. I didn't realize, man, people were calling me like, oh, dude, I'm repenting right now. Jesus, I'm just well, come on man, Come on, repent. Next one. First Samuel 16, 14 through 23. Now that the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. I'm sorry. Now the spirit of the I was reading that wrong with the wrong inflections. Now the spirit of the Lord <laughs> had left Saul. Where about Violet up in here? I know Violet was like, mm, mm, mm. She probably had to leave. Okay. School teacher's like, oh, he did a terrible job on that one. All right, let's start that again. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. And the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Okay. Remember this as we go through the story. Okay. Spiritual things only come from two sources. Everything that you do, everything that you say, whether no matter a sentence you write, a decision you made, a picture, a video, okay, a movie, a music, it only comes from two sources. It is either something that Jesus would support or it is something that he would destroy. Worst thing in the world is for you to be doing things that Jesus would destroy. And the only reason he hadn't destroyed it is because it would kill you in the process. <clears throat> so you see, that's called the law of opposites. If the Holy Ghost is not there, well, then the law of opposites says there's a void. There's a, there's a term, I don't want you to get into it. That is, there are no vacuums in the spirit. Okay, or uh, this is even deeper. Nature aborts vacuum. What it's saying is, is that whatever is not wh whatever leaves, the opposite will show up. Okay. <clears throat> Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician, not one that's trying. <laughs> Let us find a good musician. How, how many thank God we got good musicians? Matter of fact, our musicians are not good. They own some other Jesus juice. Thank you, Lord. Let us find some good musicians or good musicians to play the harp. And whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you, he will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Here's the category. This is what every man should be, stri be striving to be. Not only that, he is number one. Well, number one is he's a talented harp player. He's skillful with his gift. Number two, he is a brave warrior. This ain't no punk. He ain't going to run when a pit bull come around the corner and shove the girl in the way. Okay. 
Number three, he is a man of war. Okay, men of war, you know, these are the type of dudes that, never mind. Man of war. And he has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man. In other words, this man take care of himself. He's shaving every once in a while. He's he putting on some lotion, and, and he's putting some crease in his pants, and all that stuff that men don't like to do till they get married. And then the fourth one, and the Lord is with him. Okay? So if you want to know what a model man looks like, there it is right there. It says, and the Lord is with him. Okay? So these are the qualities every man should be striving for. Let's keep going. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son David the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to the king along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread, and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. He wasn't carrying his Bible and his coupons, okay, on the way to the king's store. Okay, when he went to war, David was the one who helped carry all of the man's armor, all of his swords, all of his shields, all of his hammers, all of his axes. They have huge weapons of war for the king. And so Jesse was one of the men that helped carry all of that armor. How these dudes have turned this into, you got to carry my iPad on the way to my seat, is beyond me. That's what happens when you do stupid stuff like that when you're shallow. Or you're looking for attention. You look, it feels good to walk in the door and three people walking behind you carrying all your stuff. No, we're not talking about, you know, I mean, they do that a little bit for me sometimes, which is totally unnecessary. You know, they do let me, you know, sometimes they do that. I mean, they, I mean, they, I mean they, they're always trying to make things, they understand the weight load that I have. So like at the Sunday location, I have to park my car across the street. So they'll go park my car across the street for me, and then when service is over with, they'll bring it back across the street. You know, that's, just, that's, that's, that's serving someone because they want to be a blessing to someone because they recognize what you do is hard. You know what I'm saying? It's another thing to demand that. Or if it doesn't happen, you stand out there in the parking lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey! What's going on? Yeah, where's my car at? Get on your job. One of them female officers over there. I don't care if y'all are casting out a demon. Get over there and get my car. See that type of stuff. Then you wonder why all, all four of your tires go flat on the freeway. God is trying to tell you something. Hey. <clears throat> so, so, you know, he became his armor bearer. And then Saul sent word to Jesse saying, Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. Again, so this is in the spiritual attachment to music. Music only does one of two things. It will be the wings that God rides on, or it will be the wings that the devil rides on. There is no in-between. There are no gray areas, you all, in the spiritual realm. The Bible puts everything in 1 Peter. It puts everything in the two categories, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or the law of the spirit of sin and death. It's only two categories. So whatever you are a partaker of, whatever you watch, whatever you listen to, particularly on a regular basis. Now, if you happen to glance at something every once in a while, we didn't talk about that, okay? I used to watch the B. I used to, two years ago, up until two years ago, I used to tape the B. I, I don't ever watch BET, but I just, I used to tape it to keep up with the level of foolishness that's going on in the planet, you know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know what's going on. So when they talk about Lil Bat Uzi and all these rappers, I don't know, who in the world is coming up with these names? Oh, man, Snoop Dogg changes the Snoop line. Dude, that don't even sound cool. It, stick to Snoop Doggy Doggy. That's at least sound cool. Snoop Lion, you know. Y'all might not have known that one, okay? So he trying. <laughs> I don't know. So that last BET Awards, though, when Snoop flipped the script on him, <laughs> and, and he, was, he was doing his regular songs, and then it went dark and came back up, and, and, and he had turned it into a pulpit and was preaching. Oh, preaching for real because they say he's really trying to clean up his act and they say he accepted the lord and you know i mean no some people accept the lord and they still do so pray for the brother carnal christian okay don't judge people like that because they had the environment day and he don't know he ain't surrounded by a bunch of crazy people and, and preachers may want his money and other christians give me a hookup and all that 
But oh yeah, I watched that. That man preached, and they went right to commercial, didn't they? Went, oh, yeah, psh, could you, you could feel the you could feel the audience just sitting up there like, oh, this is not right here. This is. It would be the. I mean, I'm dead. It was it was deep. It was deep. He flipped it on him. He tricked him. I was sitting there laughing with my popcorn. I was like, look at Snoop. Break Snoop. <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, if you had heard what he was saying, he was telling them, look, y'all, we can't keep doing this stupid stuff. He said, we still living because God has given us another chance and I'm doing the right one with mine. I mean, I was sitting there watching it. I was hollering. Okay, anyway. Okay, so, so music attracts God or it attracts Satan. And so, so this going back to this thing now of the reason why they get these artists, you know, um, you, you talk to any witch and they will tell you, they, that they, they will tell you the one of the, I don't matter what y'all think, okay, one of the main reasons you see this fight against Trump and you see this fight against this particular judge, they are extremely afraid that this particular judge, Kavanaugh, will reverse Roe versus Wade. They're extremely scared of that they believe that it could actually happen well the devil does not want that to happen because in order for his force to be powerful in the united states they constantly need blood to be shed constantly constantly because i mean no jesus blood was shed to provide you everything healing prosperity protection peace deliverance healing okay his blood had to be shed to provide that well guess what on the dark side, in order to provide power, you got to have bloodshed too. Wow. It's something mysterious about, there's so many, the Bible talks about the mystery of sin, and the, it says great is the mystery of God. The mystery of tongues, it says that a relationship between a man and a woman speaks concerning Jesus Christ and the church, but it says that is a mystery. There are a lot of mysteries, so whatever revelation we think we got, we have not started. Okay, so, hey. You, uh, so you need to be very, very careful what you listen to and what you're watching, okay? Um, yes, I go to movies. My wife and I went and saw a couple of movies here. We went and saw, was it Butterfly? No, Peppermint, Jesus. <sighs> you know, Peppermint. And you're going to see some profanity and different things like that, shooting them up. And you see some scenes that you weren't ready for. You know, we saw another movie that was a romantic comedy. <clears throat> we go to certain, now there are certain things, I, I'll look up stuff. I, I really do. I look up stuff. Now, there are some rated R things that I go see, particularly in the area of warfare and karate. I know it's going to be a bunch of blood and necks being sliced off and all that type of stuff, which my wife can't stand, by the way. You know, so I'll, I'll go see that. But, but rated R and something else, you got to be very careful because everything is always watering you down. It's a watered down spirit. It's to water you down so that you can't climb that mountain because y'all, you, you're trying to go deeper in God to get these weapons for prosperity and genius and all of that and they hold you back and you said, no, you gotta stay down there because this level is for folk that's a little bit cleaner than you. That's why Christians don't advance because they're not sold out. They're not sold out. We make excuses. Well, I wanna get away with this, I wanna get away with that, I wanna get away with this and they say, fine, you go ahead and get away with that. We're gonna just keep you down there. You can't come up here. Because this up here is for folk that's clean. And there are degrees of cleanliness, degrees of holiness. Same way that the scripture makes it clear that there are degrees of wickedness. When a spirit is cast out, he goes and looks for seven other spirits that are more wicked. Because everything is in degrees. And based on what degree you are in or on will determine what level you can live off of. And you can get to a level, apparently in the spirit, you don't even have to say the name of Jesus. You just walk by and people get healed. But you ain't going to walk in that being dirty. Half-stepping. Mm -mm. Go ahead. Be my guest. Free will. You can half-step. But if you want stuff, you want to be able to walk into a room and everything just jump on your back and they accuse you of stealing. You walk in the bank and the money start hollering out your name trying to jump in your pocket. In order to walk in that, you got to be clean. I might have said something crazy, but let's just keep on going. Either that or y'all thinking about trying this in the bank. What are you doing here? Well, you know. You try this at home. You can try it at home, but if you blame me, I didn't tell them that. I told them to take a bath first. They up in there dirty. Hmm. 
Huh, okay, so I, I went through three of them. Yeah, I talked about the, where we're headed. Yeah, do, oh yeah, okay, last scripture. First Samuel 10, five through six. This is talking about King Saul. He was a king. He was not a prophet. Now listen to this, folk. It's very careful. So they told King Saul, when you arrive at Gibeah of God, where the garrison of the Philistines is located, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the place of worship. They will be playing a harp, a tambourine, a flute, and a lyre, and they will be prophesying. And at that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Okay, so this lets you know how dangerous it is, because, see, in this scenario, they said, now look, you're a king, but you're not a prophet. And you don't know how to prophesy. You've never done it a day in your life. Never been to class, never been to a Bible school, never sat on to an elder prophet to learn how to prophesy. All of that stuff that they do nowadays, okay? None of that. They said, but when you join up with those group dudes, just you entering into their presence one time, what's on them is going to get on you. And when it gets on you, you'll have the ability to do what they do. This is why the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals because what's on them is on you. Now, here's the problem. Technology has found a way for you to not visit anybody's address. Technology allows you to invite everyone to your address. Come in through my TV and come in through my music. Now, you got everybody's presence in your household and you wonder why you depressed. You wonder why you have no forward movement. You wonder why you crazy. You wonder why you carnal. You wonder why you living in sin. You wonder why. You wonder why. You wonder why you have no faith. Because you got all of this stuff. You come in my house. This one thing that people say when they come in my house. Overwhelming peace. You know why? Okay. Besides a little crazy stuff that my kids watching sometimes. <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff coming to my house. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, for me, overwhelming Overwhelmingly, in my bedroom, the TV is off. I'm not saying you can't watch TV. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't watch programs and somebody cuss. Oh, you got to go sprinkle all over. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Okay, that's not that deep. That, that's that's just the lighting. Don't have no power if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that what I'm coming, what is being piped into my house, is overwhelmingly clean. And so because of that, when people visit our house. They don't never want to leave <laughs> because of the peace. OK. And so and so it's a very, very dangerous game because we unfortunately live in a society where now our phones and our iPads allow us to invite somebody from Africa, the Middle East, Russia, China, Japan, nightclub, pornographic photo shoot, anything. Right to your household. And as soon as you let it in, something I learned, the Holy Ghost told me this in an audible voice. When my wife showed me, I don't know if you showed me a picture, but it was a picture. I saw a picture of, it looked like a, a white or an Italian man. Okay, sharp looking guy. He had on a collar. He was, you know, really nice pose. Sharp looking guy. Okay. And um, as soon as I saw the picture, I saw homosexual. As soon as I looked at it, I saw homosexual. And I knew it. So I went on the man's, looked him up, went on the man's web, man, he was right here in Atlanta. Went on the man's website, kept searching, kept searching, kept searching, and, and was nothing there. And I said, let me keep on searching. I was searching like a woman search, you know, when a woman search. <laughs> she's going to find something even if it's not there. It's going to appear because she's looking. Kept on searching, and at the very last page of the website, all the way at the bottom, was the mission statement. Instead of it being on the front. You don't put no mission statement on the back page at the bottom. Put it on the front. You put it on the back page at the bottom when you're trying to hide the fact that your whole church is gay. And when I found it, I was like, mm, got you. And the Holy Ghost said, yep. He said, always remember this, my son. He said, a still picture will always carry the actual spirit of that environment. I never forgot that. Never forgot that. I can look at a picture and tell you what's going on in that person's life. 
It's a still picture, not a video, still. Because nothing is still in the spirit. Everything always has movement. You just happen to pause it. But when you paused it for a moment, the presence is still there because you can only see the physical. You can't see the spiritual environment that's still attached to that. See, so the church's ignorance in this area has caused us now. We can't even get the unbelievers free because we in bondage. You understand what I'm saying? So so this is the reason why Jesus said be sober, be vigilant, be alert. Why? Uh, because the devil is looking for a household that he can visit and then take up residence there. Okay. So it's one thing, y'all, for a lion to sneak into your house. It's another thing for you to open the door and ask him to come in. And it's very, very deceptive because that is the battle that the church is in right now is that churches are just flat out. They either weak and afraid or they carnal and crazy. Some of them both. Okay. And so... So I just wanted to give you that lesson in regards to spiritual things attached themselves to this. You cannot afford to listen or watch people on the road. And, and, and watch this. And emulate folk. I'm sorry, folk. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. I'm not impressed by somebody going to hell. Okay, how much money you got? Okay, what you created? I'm told how good the movie is. I am not impressed with you. But you know what? I was telling my wife this earlier. Is that, is that, is that God sees the reality. Always remember this. When the spiritual realm looks at you, they don't look at what you look at. They look at the truth. This is the reason why Revelation said, oh, yeah, he said, y'all rich. You think you got money. He said, but you actually broke. Because they were looking at the green and he was looking at the brown. See, so 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 you got to be you got to be very, very careful who you listen to, who you hang around. And guess what? When you do that, you think you're better than us. Nope, I know I am. That's how I talk. Remember what Jesus said? See, y'all play too much. Listen to what Jesus said. I am from above. Y'all are from beneath. I'm not saying you should try this at home and tell people this, you know what I'm saying? You do the thing, you pray for them. And no, I'm just trying to do the right thing. But, but there have been times that I tell people, absolutely. I said, what makes me better is I'm making better decisions. Now, if you want to stay on level two, be my guest. Just don't get mad at me because I want to go up to level seven. But when you go up to level seven, you can pick, convict the people who want to stay on level two. And in order to get rid of the conviction, they got to pull you down from level seven to be on level two with them so they make it feel like it's okay to be on level two. So if you're going to pull me down from level seven, then what I need to do is I need to cut my soul tie from you and let you go and stay on level two. And I'm going to keep on going to seven because I'm going to find out some stuff on level seven that if you saw it, you would want to come up there. But now you can't. My wife and I have these conversations. Unfortunately, I just I just share with you Lionheart Church in the future. It's really, really sad because I haven't been to God. They won't listen to a thing I say. And when they want to listen, it'll be too late. Because. Last point, because it's 815. Something that the Holy Ghost, you heard me say this before, but he pounded it into me about how they see stuff. And something the Holy Ghost told me today. <laughs> when I was, sh I don't know what it is about the shaving now. Okay, maybe because I'm cutting off, you know, I don't know. And you heard me say this before, but then he gave more detail. And I was sitting up there, and I would start praying. You ever had the Holy Spirit share someone? You just start praying in tongues. That's Francia, Garnett. Francia, here's something good. Oh, I'm going to set it up. Garnett's my wife. She be cracking me up with that boy. Okay. But, but y'all, the Holy Spirit said, because, you know, the Lord gives you a word. Climb this mountain, boy. Climb this mountain. Clean hands, clean heart, and seek me. That's how you get to the top of this mountain. Holy Spirit said something again. He said, he said, there are many places that will never be used by me because they are condemned. You are building the house of the Lord. No one celebrates a building that's been condemned. And the Holy Spirit said to me today when I was shaving, he said, if Jesus had to show up in your life, 
he would have to condemn the music that you listen to, condemn the things that you watch, condemn the way that you treat your wife, condemn the way that you treat your husband. He would have to condemn you because of the pride that's in your heart, the sin that you're living in, the carnality that you walk in. So where well, you got a bunch of churches and a bunch of people claiming that they love the Lord, but from the spiritual realm, you are condemned buildings. And so we can't use condemned buildings. We can only tear them down and rebuild them back up. And if you don't humble yourself, you will never be exalted. It's crazy, ain't it? That's what the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord looking. Are there any buildings that are not condemned? Remember what Jesus kept on saying in the scripture? I just read that today. It's deep, even about the judgment God of throne, the judgment throne of God. Jesus told this one group, he said, when y'all stand before me, he said, the queen of Sheba is going to condemn y'all. It's deep. It, the scripture don't say, but John, I mean, it said, he said, the queen of Sheba he said, we'll condemn you all because she came from a far country to hear the wisdom of Solomon and changed. He said, I showed up to you and you don't want to hear nothing I got to say. So therefore, you are condemned. You remember what he said? He said, he said, for you group, for this group over here, he said, you're going to be condemned. What was uh, the city that Jonah preached at? Nineveh. He said, the city of Nineveh will condemn you. He said, because they repented with no signs and wonders. He said, I've done every miracle you can think of, and y'all don't want to change nothing. See, 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 so he said, you are condemned already, and you're going to hear it from not me, from them. Because they changed with less revelation. They changed with less power. <laughs> they didn't see a show. Okay, did y'all show us signs and wonders? I did, and you still didn't change. He said, so I'm not even going to condemn you. I'm going to let the folk that change with less revelation condemn you. Shows you how Jesus looks at things. They don't use folk that's condemned. Anything they can judge you over right now, that's an area you can't be used. And see, we, do, we don't see it that way. It's not that deep. No, it's not that deep for you. Just because you lowered the standard doesn't mean God did. You understand what I'm saying? And the standard is for everybody, folk, no matter what you do. Okay? I don't care if you're a musician. I don't care if you're an actor. I don't care if you're a businessman. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. Whatever you are doing is put in the category of what would Jesus do if he had switched shoes with you? What would be the level that he would do it at? Okay? So that's how you have to judge yourself because guess what? That's how you're going to be judged. And I'm not trying to get up to that great getting up morning, as the old folks say. And the angel said, dude, you might want to go back to bed on this one because you don't want to hear this news. Okay. Let's go ahead and stand. So it's a huge price that you pay. And that's one of the things that I constantly hear from, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't want, you know, the hardest thing that I'm having to deal with is I don't, and I want you to, I, it's not your responsibility. What I'm trying not to do is put bad seed into you about other preachers. And then I have to stand before the Lord because of your, you know what I'm saying? And so I have to be very careful. I'm trying to even work on that even more. But that's what I deal with because that's what my profession is. Okay. So if you were a nurse, you know, guess what your testimonies would be? Ooh, these nurses getting on my nerves. They raggedy, they this, they this, this. But still, I just, I have to be careful. But um, that's what I hear, dude. You don't, it doesn't take all that. It is not that deep. And, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. So but as I always say, it's not for me to get. Okay, so I'm just encouraging you on tonight. You know, this message is for everybody. You know, um, this mountain that God asked you to climb, um, you are allowed to climb it as far as you want to go. And the chastisements are for you to be able to climb to the next level because the next level comes with another level of wind. It's just, it's, it's like, it's like stepping into a room. I never will forget Rick Joyner said that he was in heaven and he was said he was in a hallway that goes on forever. And, and these were rooms that went on forever. He just opened up one room and he said, the room went on forever. Let me get this right. Um, I think the floor was silver. The, po the post holding up the ceiling were gold, real gold. 
and the ceiling was nothing but a diamond. And this thing goes on forever. And he said it's just all different type of jewels and rubies all over the floor. And he just talked about, you know, how angels were, you know, attending to these things. And he said he picked up one blue one and, um, and he was there when God created. He was with God when he actually said, let there be light. You know, he picked up another one and was with there when, when God created this, you know, the, the greenery and the trees and all that type of stuff. He picked up one red one. I remember this. He said he picked up a red one. He said that red one is a big diamond like a basketball. You, you hold on to it. And he said, um, at, he said, and when you hold on to it, you're not watching Jesus on the Christ, on Jesus Christ on the cross. You are Jesus Christ on the cross. And he said, that's the most painful thing. He couldn't deal with that. He couldn't deal with that. He said he threw that thing down and you had to go get healing from the blue and the other stones. He tried to hold on to that thing again. He said that is horrific to see what Jesus went through. Okay, so I'm just saying, you all, the Bible says that we must be counted worthy to rule and reign with Christ. Okay, you must be counted worthy and you have to be clean. You got to practice Christianity. Jesus did not pay the ultimate cost in death so that we could live a haphazard cost with life. He died for us. We must live for him. You got to judge every word, everything that you do through, hmm, okay? Would, would Jesus, I mean, would, I, and I think sometimes, we, I'm, I'm done. I think sometimes we, you know, when you're callous, when you're carnal, you become callous. You know, you just get used to whatever level that you're on, and you don't really think about, you know, if the Lord was really with me, you know, would he really approve of this standard that I think is okay? You know, and with that, I guess I will close with this statement. When the Lord told me, if I followed you around for three months, every day I woke up and I was with you and you went to bed. And, and when you got up, I was sitting there with a newspaper. All right, let's get started. I'm riding with you in the car. I'm with you all day long. I see what you look at. I listen to what you listen to. I'm there with your every conversation. And I'm there with a clipboard writing everything down all day long. What would you change? Now, of course, I've taught on that to say that that's actually what is going on. But before I knew the revelation of the scripture, the Holy Spirit gave me that scenario. What would you change if I was with you every single day? Jesus with you every single day. And the people could see you, but they couldn't see Jesus. And everything you do, you see him just writing, just writing. How I many know? Uh, lift your hand if you know you would change some stuff. You, know, you change, you're like, man, I need to go. Can we have an altar call more? I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to start all over again. Get born again for the third time. And I'll never forget this long as myself. He said, everything you would change is exactly what I'm trying to get you to change now. You're just not listening. So that started my process of change. I'm not trying to be on. I'm not trying. Y'all, this is the beginning of my life. And this is me standing before God. When I get to the end of this edge here, every cockamamie excuse that I can come up with will not mean a thing. The only thing that will mean anything is what Jesus said. He said, I'm not even going to judge you. He said the word will. Well, I thought it was okay to do this. Okay, well, let's, let's see what the word says about that. Oh, we can't find no cockamamie excuses in the word that you just came up with. And you get condemned. Okay, but you can set your own judgment. So go ahead and lift your hands. Thank you, O Lord God. We bless and honor you. Give you thanks and praise. We bless and honor you. Give you glory and honor, O oh Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this teaching on tonight. We help it. ask that you would help us apply it to our lives. All of us, all of us, O oh Lord God, need to make major changes in our life. All of us need to come up. All of us need to let things go. All of us need to adjust certain things, whether they be small in our eyes or whether they be big things, whether it be major decisions with people that we are connected to, or whether it be something small in our minds concerning just how we talk to people when they get on our nerves. All of us, oh Lord God, need to make changes. So we pray on tonight, oh Father God, and we thank you for this teaching. We pray that you would give us grace to change. Grace, oh Lord God, to get rid of the condemning things in our life. Grace, oh Lord God, to get rid of the things that we would be uh, have to uh, answer in judgment for, the things that you are not pleased with, the things that prevent us from being promoted, things that prevent us from being healed, the things that prevent us from being blessed, the things that prevent us from receiving some of the most mysterious and amazing things that you have for us. So I pray, O oh Lord God, for every person that is here tonight, every person that will listen to this on the media page, that you will reveal unto them, open up their eyes of understanding, 
I pray for those that are on lower levels that you will open up their eyes as though they are on higher levels so they can see just how very low that they are so that they can come up higher like you said O oh Lord God in Revelation to Apostle John come up higher so that I can show you some things you desire O oh Lord God for us to come up higher so that we can see because the higher you are on the mountain, the more you have the ability to see. So we thank you, Lord God, for showing us things as we come up and help us to come up, help us to climb, help us to be clean. And this wicked and adulterous generation that has watered down everything holy, help us to be a standard bearer, stand in the face of darkness and make a mockery of it so that we can pull people into your kingdom so that they can see a standard that will be held up for eternity. So we bless and honor you. Thank you, O Lord God, for these things. We praise you and we honor you, O Father God. Thank you, Lord. Glorify you on tonight. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, O Father God. Hallelujah. Praises be unto thee. Thank you for these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All in agreement with that said. Amen.